Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome back to Beyond Borders. Today, we're with uh, General Rapanotti from Guada Financia. General, thank you for joining us. Can you introduce yourself and what is Guada Financia to our listeners, please? Yes, sure. Okay, as you said, I'm General Riccardo Rapanotti. I belong to Guardia di Finanza. Guardia di Finanza is a military police force reporting directly to the Minister of Economy and Finance with general economic and financial crime-fighting competencies. In this context, the Corps, an institutional mission with the indication of the government authority, is based on three strategic objectives in relation to the countering of tax dodging and frauds, including inspection, criminal police investigation, and supervision of various tax sectors, and economic control of the territory. Then we deal with offenses in relation to public spending, including all the interventions, criminal police investigations, and all the other assessments aimed to preventing and repressing undue collection and embezzlement in relation to local, national, and EU balance sheet outgoings. The third task is uh, regarding the economic and financial unlawful deeds in general, including investigation against organized crime, financial assessment, and prevention activities as per the anti-mafia regulations and money laundering controls and inspections. This is, in general, what we deal with. At the moment, almost 58,000 people are working in, inside GDF. Okay, and you lead the Sicily region, is that, is that correct? Yes, at the moment I am responsible for Sicily, which is a very important region for us, not only because of the organized crime, but because it is in the middle of the South Mediterranean Sea, so it's the southern boundary of Europe. So we even deal with all the problems in connection to illegal immigration from the coast of North Africa. And as you probably know, uh, is a, a very important problem. Yeah, maybe even now more than ever. Because yes, now more than ever. So do you see in your capacity as the leader of the region any connection between the current financial crisis because of COVID and criminal activity? Do you see a spike in people trying to get into Europe to smuggle you know, people talked about the fact that there's much more cocaine smuggling. We mm-hmm. spoke to the executive director of Mayock here a few weeks ago, and he said that they see the criminals trying to smuggle much bigger shipments into Europe. Mm-hmm. All of that, or some of that? Yes, okay. I would like to start with, uh, there is a study from um, Europol uh, regarding the assessment of the impact of the COVID pandemic on serious and organized crime. And according to this study, of course, what happens is that the current crisis has had an impact on serious and organized crime. For what I can say, and we can see here in Italy, according to another study, at least 60% of firms has had economic difficulties due to the lockdown. 30% of them have had problems related to bureaucratic costs, for example, for sanitization of the products or the implementation of safety protocols. But other firms point to criminality as a major obstacle to their uh, economic activities. In many cases, entrepreneurs were approached by people who proposed quick loans 
but with usury interests. So this happens out of the official channels, as sometimes official banking procedures are not simple. In addition to this problem, the problem of usury, there is also an attempt to take over firms with off-the-market offers, exploiting the economic difficulties. And of course, people that can offer liquidity, financial liquidity, belong to criminal organizations that have a lot of cash to invest, maybe uh, without appearing in the firms that they are going to, to buy. So this is a very important problem we are monitoring now in Italy. Is there more smugglings into? Have you guys caught more things? What are you guys seeing in reality? Well, let's say that investigation regarding smuggling, for example, of um, oil products or tobacco products are always on. Of course, in this period, what is more important to check is the use of cash for trying to take over firms. This is a problem we, we are facing because if we not take care of this problem, there could be really uh, very, very bad efforts in the further years. Now, so I think this is the main, the main impact that COVID can have. Uh, the economic crisis leads people to sell activity, even for desperation, especially very small activity that can be taken over by criminality because they can be used to reinvest capitals or to cover other illegal activities. So, of course, this will have an impact and an effect on the economic society of Italy, especially in the South, where we have a lot of legal firms that are suffering a lot because of this crisis and the lockdown. And it's interesting. So one of the things I was interested to hear your opinion about, so we work both with governments uh, and also with banks and with traders and with insurance companies. And it seems that in Italy, there is quite a community of anti-money laundering and financial crime practitioners to work together, yep. maybe even more so than other places. So yep. what makes Italy special for people to work as a community? And how do you see the relationship between you as a government official and people like you know, Unicredit or Generali or SIAT or any or uh, uh, Instesa São Paulo to the big institutions that move a lot of money? Well, the anti-money laundering legislation in Italy is very advanced, so our system is very powerful. Uh, however, uh, the point is that it can happen that many of the financial operations are done outside the official channels. So the cooperation with banks, for example, is quite good. Not totally good, but it's quite good. We have a lot of information coming from the banking system. But as I said before, sometimes it happens that for smaller operations, but that are big in number, sometimes organized crime don't use, don't use the official channels. So some of them can escape from our audit. This is the main problem. Hmm. And where does technology come in? So obviously Italy is, uh, you know, I would say uh, leading, one of the leading countries in this aspect and GDF, Uh, I think uh, is a name that creates a lot of respect uh, among uh, law enforcement professionals and you guys have a great reputation. But then now we're in the 21st century, it's 2020, things are changing. So what is your perspective about, as a leader, about using technology to take your organization to the next level? And what have you seen around you 
about how these big institutions that has been, have been successful for hundreds of years, what have you seen about how they adopt technology, if at all? Well, I think that technology is very useful for, uh, to conduct a risk analysis. When you talk about uh, a big amount of data, so a huge amount of data, what is important is to have a platform that allows you to analyze better all the data you have. Now, this is very, this is very important. Just think about all the containers in a port. How can we expect everything? It's not simply it's not possible. So we have to have an analysis system in connection with the investigation skills that allow us to check only what is at risk. So sometimes we have tried to have platforms to analyze big amount of data. Uh, in, my, in my experience, sometimes we've had some products that were a little bit too complicated to be used. For example, we had a platform we were offered a platform regarding the identification of people around the world that could scan all the social networks around the world to check people who had connection with, for example, terrorist cells. Yeah. And we were offered the possibility to have, let's say, an avatar not to enter in, inside the social networks, but it was too complicated, too difficult to be used, and even too expensive. Yeah, so it's interesting because I think what I'm hearing in different conversations is, is that the lines are becoming blurry. So mm -hmm. people used to think about shipping or trade or financial crime or AML or any one of these separately. And, and I think what, we've learned, what we're learning is that the lines are being blurred and people need platforms to help them cross these lines. So uh -huh. you could have a company set up in whatever, uh, Cayman Islands, let's say, with an unknown beneficial owner that buys a vessel and they mm -hmm. move a cargo for the first time from a certain place. And that's actually in going into a specific dock coming from Croatia you know, into Italy. And that yeah. actually finance a lot of the operations. So that's, I think that's a cross, a cross organization challenge we're seeing. What's the role of leaders in this? So how do you see as a general uh, I guess it's been 20 years or so in service. What's your role in helping create the right culture of innovation, the right openness, the right talent? So not just as an organization, but really as the head of a region and as one of the probably most appreciated professionals I've seen in this space. Uh, well, okay. First of all, I've joined uh, Guadalupe Finanza 37 years ago, not 20 years ago. You look younger. I look younger, but I'm, I'm, I'm old. <laughs> I'm quite old. This means that uh, 37 years ago, we didn't have internet. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have smartphones. So if I look back to what Guardi Finanza was at that time, uh, it is really just like talking about uh, a prehistoric era, of course. No? So now we have almost everybody, especially new generation, can use more than correctly all the technologies we have. And for example, we always, every day we talk about, for example, about open sources data or deep web or dark web data and so on. So we are trying to get uh, more and more specialized and ready uh, to analyze this, to analyze all what the um, internet 
can give us. No? So, of course, this is very important. We have, okay, the main problem we have as a public administration sometimes is the possibility of spending money. As I said before, I've met, especially in my recent careers, many offers, many platforms that were extremely, extremely good and performing. However, sometimes a little bit too expensive. So we even have to consider this. This is why, anyway, we have, um, we are developing we have been developing for years, for more than 20 years, our technology even inside the Finanza. So we have many different databases we can cross and match with all the information we gather every year. So, I mean, the millions of information we gather every year from the intelligence, from the cooperation with police forces, even abroad, with the memorandum of understanding, with our investigations. All this data must be automized. Uh, so, of course, they are computer-based, and, and we, we match all the information we get with all the database we can use. And we have more than 140 uh, different databases uh, regarding, let's say, people or firms. So we have developed quite a good system inside, in-house. Of course, there are some other systems that should be integrated with, with ours. And the more powerful they they are and the more specific they are uh, regarding the investigation and the more useful could be for us. But another point, as I said before, is the cost of the platforms. We have to pay attention uh, because we cannot spend a limited uh, amount of money. This is another point, unfortunately. So maybe some parting thoughts. Who do you look up to to learn? So obviously when you joined GDF, there was no phones. There was no internet. You called uh, prehistoric uh, period. Uh, yeah. and now, and now you're at the forefront of technology and, and financial crime enforcement. When you need to learn, when you need to improve, when you need to take example, who are your role models? Can you give me a uh, recommendation about a role model, about a good book, yeah. a good yeah, article? So, yes, okay. Well, first of all, just uh, think that we spend a lot of energy and money in studying, we have schools, we have basic schools, well, to become Guardia di Finanza guys. We have the academy, we have other schools for all the other ranks of our administration. But then we have another school, which is um, which is in Ostia, near Rome, uh, which is an international school. For example, we are the only partners for uh, the OECD, and we are the only partner for the tax crime investigations. And we are the only partners for the United Nations regarding the counterfeiting of terrorism. Usually the exchange of experiences and best practices is with other administrations that deal with the same problem we deal with, but public administrations. Understood. Okay, so General Apenotti, I would like to again thank you very much for finding time to speak with us and uh, sharing with us about uh, how do you lead uh, in the GDF, what's the GDF all about, and how you're taking into the 21st uh, uh, century and keeping the best organization in the world. Uh, I think I learned a lot in this conversation. And then okay. meeting in person after all this COVID thing goes away. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much.